Good afternoon, everybody. Brother Scott here with Thy Word is True Ministries, and this is Faithful Friday. Man, we're here with the Farleys, about to do an interview. Looking forward to this opportunity. Hey, stick around with us. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. of Jesus and I'll see the Lord face to face with my very eyes I'll witness his glory when I finally finish my race but the burdens of life sometimes get so heavy that I need to touch him somehow but I don't have to wait until I get to heaven. By faith I can touch him now. I can reach out and touch the hem of his garment. I know he will make me whole. For he's passing by this very moment. Can you feel the virtue that flows? Everybody, welcome back to Faithful Friday. Appreciate you being with us. Man, I'm already messing up the technical stuff here. I, I hate being this one-man band. I ain't going to lie to you. Sometimes I either forget to unmute the mic when I come back to live. Or like today, I muted the music and not the mics. And so they heard all of our chatter. Um, That's so fun. That's fun. It, it's fun. It is. Appreciate everybody that's joined us on live stream. And if you're joining us by podcast, we appreciate you, your subscription to our podcast as well. And uh, if you got any questions for the Farleys, I'm giving you the opportunity here to make those comments in the comment section here, and we'll get to those questions a little bit later on. Uh, so anything you want to know about them, uh, that mm -hmm. might be dangerous to say it anything. that way, but anything you want to know about them, you write those questions down. I'll tell you anything down. about Emily. Brother Eric said, <laughs> he'll tell you anything about Emily, and I'm sure Emily will do the same yeah, thing about Eric. She ain't, she ain't shy. I know better than that. Uh, but it's good to have the Farleys with us, and uh, what a ministry they have. appreciate them. They're good friends of ours over at Linden Independent Baptist Church, yeah. and uh, really looking forward to them. They're going to actually be at our church Sunday uh, Sunday night for us, Inspiration, so don't miss that. If you ain't got a church home you go to, love for you to be with us. 6 p.m. on Sunday night, they'll be with us, and Brother Eric will be preaching. Uh, he might preach a little bit here. Who knows? So, <laughs> yeah. anyway, uh, we were just talking earlier before getting everything started and everything. We are talking about, you know, being real and being uh, live with everybody. You know, the Christian faith is it's not an easy life to live. Christ never promised us to have an easy life. Right. Uh, so, we, we shouldn't be sugarcoating anything, in other words. Uh, so, what we're going to do today is we're going to actually, buddy, I'll share your testimonies with us today. And uh, Brother Eric, I'm actually going to start with your wife because she's prettier than you. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I'd love for you to hear how, how, how you came to Christ and uh, uh, when you got saved and everything. I mean, now you grew up in a Christian home. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so relate to that to us. I know your dad's the pastor over at yes. Linden. Brother Kevin, love him dearly <laughs> and everything. So Yes. So I was, I was raised in church my entire life. And uh, my dad has been the pastor of our church for 25 years. And so I'm 20, I'll be 28 
<laughs> that's kind of our big joke. He's 29, which is almost 30. So that's our big joke. I know. I'm so old. Unfortunately. <laughs> that's oh, our big joke. Word. So I'll be 28. So almost pretty basically my whole life. Um, so yeah, I, I lived your, your, what you would call picture perfect home. I mean, my mom and my, is my best friend. My dad is fantastic. I had three older brothers. So I guess not that picture perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I actually got saved at a vacation Bible school at another church. Hey, and um, so vacation Bible school is very special, near, dear to my heart for sure. And um, and so I actually think we were kind of touching on this a little bit. And I'll, I'll talk about that in just a second. So I got saved when I was eight. And um, then I went to public school. And I was very much, um, which if you all don't know us, you will learn probably very quickly that I am very... Uh, not shy, I guess, no, is the word. No, <laughs> the word. never. She's a butterfly. <laughs> she yeah. is the word. A bloomed we'll butterfly. Bloomed yeah. butterfly. And so in school, I always, um, I feel like in high school and middle school, it was always very much important for me to have just like friends and everything. So unfortunately, I don't feel like I used my testimony and what I had at home you know, looking back, what I had at home to use in school, and I had something super special, which hurts me a lot. Um, <clears throat> but when I was, for whatever reason, when I was 18, I decided that I was going to, I had some, like, very, very small, there was a couple of schools that I could have gone and played basketball at, uh, to go play college basketball. Very small. I wasn't going to, like, UofL to play basketball or anything. And, um... Thank the Lord. Yeah, I wasn't going to... <laughs> this may have been a different love story oh, after that. Gosh. Go Cards. Anyways, so he, uh, so I ended up going to, um, Bible college, and that's where Eric and I had met, and, um, we got married after, it wasn't even 11 months Right about 11 months. Right about 11 months. We met, <laughs> got married. and That's what uh, you do in Bible college. Yeah. Get married. That's what you go for, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the whole point of going. <laughs> and so uh, that's kind of it. And I remember when I went to Bible college, it was kind of then. It's actually mostly when we went. I don't know why I went to Bible college, to be honest. It's kind of like, it's not a joke, but it's almost like the Lord all along was just like, okay, Emily, this is what you're doing. This is what you're doing. This is what you're doing. Because it's almost like the Lord had to make me, I feel like, I guess a lot of us are that way, but the Lord had to kind of push me. I kind of had the personality. I feel like where the Lord had to kind of say, this is just, Oh, okay, here I am. We're at Bible college. Where, what happened? I thought I was going to play basketball. What happened? Yeah. So, and then we met and, um, got married. And then right after, right about 19, uh, there was, I surrendered my life to the Lord. And right before we got married, right about when we got engaged and he was actually raised, I'll let him tell that raised differently. And so we, when he started coming to church together, that's really where we wanted to serve, and I gave my life to the Lord that way. Um, part of my testimony, really, that I wanted to touch on is, uh, well, I guess we won't have to talk about all that. It's okay. Well, yeah, yeah. We, we, we'll share a lot yeah. more of that because because I know a lot of your testimonies relating to your ministry yeah. and what yeah. you're doing, too. So uh, the blessing that you had, of course, you, you, the home that you grew up in, yes, uh, being saved in vacation Bible school, yes. funny thing, being in a different church, than, yeah. uh, than, than your yes. than your family's yep. church. Yep. Uh, I did get bap- Dad did baptize me. Bad did, yeah. Yeah. I almost said Bab did baptize you. That made a lot of sense. So that's good. That's awesome. Um, and uh, so from that point though, you you've always you've always been in church all your life yes. though. Okay. Yes. They may have had to drag me. No. <laughs> no, they didn't. Yeah, no, I've always always in church. When we were, when we, when I was younger growing up in our church, we didn't have tons and tons of youth when I was younger. And so I think that kind of like was a little different for me. We're like, now our church is much different than that. 
yeah. as far as like the people that go to our church. So I feel like there wasn't that community. I feel like as far as like for yeah. my age kids at our church, and so mm-hmm. I went with mom and dad. And but what I've seen about Emily is that she's always been passionate about her family. And so um, I think it was kind of easy for her, even yeah. if she wasn't as passionate about church, yeah. um, she was passionate about her family, and she supported her dad and her mom, and um, she would that's sing. True. And um, and so I think that's always kind of been in here. Lord, Lord put that in her heart just to be that for her, for her family and for her church. It's always been important to her, yeah. which I think is that's different true. than a lot of folks. I mean, it's sometimes sometimes they um take for granted that that beautiful family that they have and the ministry that their their parents and i think that's a testament to um pastor kevin and and sister kelly and their and how they raised her and that she she just loved her family she loved her church yeah um and she was passionate about it so i think that's kind of what drove her and Lord kept what he said. Yeah. I'm very <laughs> I excited. said something very hey, nice over. about you. you start start over. <laughs> let him give my testimony. Yeah. I tell you, that was pretty good. I like yeah. that. Hey, it's it, the only it, compliment it, I'm giving. Oh. Well, I, I, I warned them, uh, or I warned Eric, I said that if y'all break out in a brawl or something, like it's live, so I'm sure I'll probably get a lot of bets here who's going to win on yeah. that one. The problem is every time, every time something like that's been caught on video, is she cheats and normally gets gets you a hold of You did notice it. that it has been caught on video <laughs> yeah. previously, right? I won't that tell anybody. Video. Mm-hmm. I won't tell anybody where to find that video, but there I is evidence. It. Just message me. I have it. She's crazy. At a disclaimer, folks, we don't promote violence here. That yeah. was true, but right. I can't help if it breaks out. I honestly, I can't. Uh, real quick, though, don't forget if you're watching us on my Facebook page, if you can go over to our ministry page at That Word Is True on Facebook, that's where I want you to put your questions at. If you have uh, questions or comments for Brother Eric or Miss Emily, uh, do it on our Facebook page at Thy Word is True. Also, make sure you click like and share our page as well and help get this word out to everybody. So uh, so with that, so that's uh, Miss Emily's testimony and how she got saved, where she got saved and everything. So, uh, Brother Eric, I'd like to turn to you. And uh, I know that you had a rough childhood growing up. And before you even met the Lord, you was mm-hmm. your life was pretty much going in turmoil. So right. uh, without crying... If it happens, it's okay. Uh, relate to us and share, share your testimony, how, how the Lord brought you to Him yeah. uh, in your life. Did He just call you baby before you even started? Yeah, yeah. He okay. did it for you. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I didn't have to say Yeah, so my, my testimony, obviously, it's a lot different than Emily's. Um, but So I, I did grow up in, in kind of a, a chaotic home. I grew up in a, <clears throat> a place where there was a lot of drugs, a lot of alcohol, um, my mom and my dad, um, my mom recently got saved a couple of years ago, but she, uh, my whole life was in and out of jail um, for meth, um, things like that. And there'd be periods of time in my life where I wouldn't talk to my mom, didn't know where she was at, what she was doing. And of course, that's hard on a, on a kid. You know, you're Absolutely, wondering yeah. if they're okay. Um, and, and you have fears about your future because I was raised by my grandparents. They were wonderful. They were awesome. And the the Lord's Same blessed here. me that they're still around, but as a kid, you know, at one point my grandpa got cancer, and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, what's going to happen to me if something happens? You know, where am I going to go? Who's going to take care of me? And, um, you know, it, it, was, it wasn't it was uncommon for me to wake up on a school day and, and to get the news that Dad's back in jail. Um, it wasn't uncommon for me to um, – I, I, my dad at times would be – um, staying at our house where where we lived, and he would sleep on an air mattress in my room, and um, he would be drunk or high, and he would he would lay there and talk about suicide and 
and things like that. So I'm having to go to bed on a school night, and I got all this stuff I'm dealing with. You know, as a you know elementary school teenager, and and those are the things that he's talking about. Yeah. And yeah, um, I've told the story <laughs> many times. My mom was dating a guy, and and for the most part, I thought he was a pretty decent guy. But we were one night. I just remember I was probably four or five, six maybe, and how. Um, he got kind of in a rage. He was drunk or high or something one night, and um, he had a steak knife, you know, probably about six, eight inches Ooh. long, and he was walking around the house um, chasing me and my sisters and my mom around the house just stabbing. Now, I don't know if he intended to do us harm, but you can imagine how that... that well, even the thought of seeing that alone, I mean, yeah. you have no idea what's going to happen. And he was just in a dead rage, and so yeah. we climbed out a window and went to my my other grandma's house and she was actually the one um that took us to church but i remember i was back over at that house the next week and so it was just kind of crazy cops would show up all the time my uncle stayed at the house and um he, you know he was high all the time and and just giving giving my grandparents um just a lot of fits and um so that was just kind of just the mental strain and the stress of that you don't understand it all when you're young but um, I just remember my, my grandma, my, my mom's side, she lived in the projects in Owensboro, and we spent a lot of time over there with her, and every Sunday morning, if we were over there, 9.30, we were getting in the car and headed to Sunday school at the church that she was going to. Wow, amen. And so I still remember learning about David and Goliath, and that Sunday school, those little ladies would sit in there and teach us about the Bible, and I just remember at a young age, and the, the older I get, the sweeter it is, and I think about the goodness yeah. of the Lord. Um, and how <laughs> I was in a sh- I was in the shower, and I just I knew about Jesus, and I had learned of Him in, in my condition, and in that helpless state of mind, that's when I I called on Him. I didn't understand it all. I did most of my sinning um, after I got saved, but mm-hmm. I remember getting baptized when I was ten, and October twenty fifth, two thousand two. That's when I was baptized. Your, your salvation is in October as well? Yeah. Yeah, it was a couple weeks hey, before I'm an October that. salvation yeah. guy. Praise God. And I don't know exactly what day it was. I just remember I was in the shower and I called on Jesus. And yeah. I told my grandma and we talked to the church and I got got baptized. But I was we, on Wednesday night we were talking about standing on the rock and they were singing a song, mm-hmm. Emily was. And um, I came up to the pulpit and I said, you know, I'm thinking about how I'm standing on the rock now, but how whenever I was younger um, – and it's sweet looking back on and see how the Lord was just, he, he had oh, yeah. a hold of me. And, and I didn't feel like it all the time, but I found myself bumping into the rock here and there. <laughs> just, just, and, and it was sweet to me thinking about that. I'm standing on it now, but there were times when it didn't seem like it was any help, any hope. And, and I'd bump into that rock. And at 10 years old, I bumped into the rock and climbed on top of it. And um, he saved me. So, Amen. Um, Amen. And then, of course, I did most of my, my sin and I was... I had friends around me. God put friends around me that went to church. I mean, God just, he laid it out there perfect for me. And so at 19, I was playing college basketball in, in Owensboro, and God got a hold of my heart in a big way. And that's when I moved up to Louisville Bible College, met Emily, and within a year I was married, and my life just totally just changed. You, you heard that, right, Miss Emily? He met you, married and me. his life totally changed. Totally changed, right. yep. So outside of salvation, yep. right. I'm going to go ahead and say this. You're the greatest things ever happened That's to you. That's right. Yeah. You heard it. It's, it's and, live. And I, it's live. It's recorded. Yeah. You can't get away from it now. Well, and I, was, I, I definitely said it because um, I <clears> used <throat> to dream of being in another house. Cause, and, and my grandparents literally, just lovely. Like literally dream. But I would literally mm. dream that we moved into another house without my uncle there, with all the drugs and stuff like that, and that we were in a house that was just normal. I would just dreamed of normalcy. And the whole time, 
you know, up here in Louisville, there's a pastor of a church who had a little daughter named Emily, <laughs> and God had my normal right there. And so when I met her and I married her, um, that's where I didn't have to go back to Owensboro where all that was. Now I still deal with some stuff, but that's where I, I got to, God married me into that normal. And I got a father-in-law pastor um, who loves me. He taught me to change oil in my car, rotate my tires. <laughs> Amen. I mean, he, uh, you know, he's been my mentor as far as the ministry goes. And Sister Kelly, I mean, she's a blessing, just one of the, the sweetest, most caring people you'll know. And they brought me in and um, and just having that normalcy was a big deal for me. And so I get to do that with my kids. I get to do that with my wife. And there's nothing normal about ministry, but um, <laughs> right. that's better than the normal that I dreamed about. I never would have thought that the Lord could do this. And what you life. came through to begin with. I mean, so from from the age of 10 to 19, you so you pretty much did a lot of your uh, sinning after you got saved, which is kind of actually sadly normal yeah. for a lot of Christians. You know, you, you, you get saved and you, and you find yourself falling away from the Lord. Yeah. Uh, and everything, but um, when you got called to preach, mm -hmm. outside of salvation and the next greatest thing happening in your life, when you got called to preach, uh, can you get, just kind of describe a little bit about what that feeling was? I mean, what really secured in your heart that this is what God wanted you to do? Yeah, so... Start with the first time you came. Tell them where you didn't tell them. Oh, the kind yeah, of so the first time that I came to Linden, and of course, we're independent Baptists, and Hey, man. Um, I showed up in hey, man. in white white like dress shorts, like you know, like just khaki shorts, and a V and a V neck and long socks and Sperry's on, and that and that preacher for whatever reason allowed me to marry his daughter. But I fell in love with the preaching. I fell in love with old time religion and just um, I fell in love with it. And um, watching him preach and listening to some of these old old men of God that would preach and. Um, it just there was a fire that just went off inside my soul and so we got married and um in july 2013 and within a couple months you know we were i was getting ready to start taking over the sunday school and, and helping with the youth and things like that but man god just laid a burden on my heart that i couldn't get away from and i'm just thinking of outlines and messages and i'm not even hadn't even thought about preaching yeah and um <clears throat> when god called me to preach it just um I, I just bawled my eyes out the night that I really surrendered to the call at church. It was a Wednesday night, and the pastor let me preach and just to kind of test the waters, and God just kind of got all over me, and I thought um, how, how, how much of an honor it was, but I was scared, and I was, I was scared because I knew that my life would never be the same, and, but that overwhelming feeling of, of someone like me just little old me. Come couldn't, on, brother. Couldn't talk Amen. In, couldn't talk in front of nobody. I mean, I yeah. stutter, stutter and stammer. Didn't. I mean, I'm introvert at the core. Um, that he would call somebody like me from that place to preach the gospel, and uh, it's just a it's a marvelous thing to think about how far God had to bring me from to get me there. <laughs> it's uh, it's amazing, and and I just say that um, you see a lot of young people, and they and they. They don't understand how quickly God can change whatever circumstance they're Absolutely, in and yeah. bring them to a place where they have an impact. Um, and our impact and our influence hasn't always been what it what it is today, and I say that humbly, but um, God's had to bring us through some stuff, and we've had to learn some stuff and, and get involved in the ministry. But God just, man, he just turned the wheel really quick with us, and it just took surrender, but I'm just thankful that God did that. Um, for someone like me, and it, it's amazing you say that too, because the the call God placed in my life to be a preacher as well. Um, I came from that 
shyness of life. You know, I, believe it or not, Brother Scott was an introvert. Yeah. Um, I used to be the person in, in high school that everybody came to with their problems. I was always big brother. Uh, I always had a yeah. shorter crown or ear to listen to, but I could never outspokenly do it myself. I would settle for a, a C-plus grade in my history class on my report as long as I didn't have to give it orally, you know, to stand in front of the class. Yeah. So this this is amazing how God works in our life. We never thought to do the things we're doing now. Back then, I never thought I'd ever be a preacher. Of course, I wasn't saved yet. Yeah. And then when God did save me and called me to be a preacher, then he sends me to Africa, and I preach in front of 3,000 people. Yeah. Never in our life would we ever think about that, but that's the call that God puts on us. Yeah. He doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. Right. Yeah. And that's the that's blessed exactly thing right, right there. And, and the life that you've gone through and the testimony that you have, you get to use that mm-hmm. in your preaching. Definitely. To relate to others and make on through the same thing. I think I think the thing that really what settled in my heart was God showed me that with Him I was able to do it because when I preached that message, what settled it with me and what really, when God really got a hold of my my call to preach my life is that I stood up there terrified, scared to death, and my prayer was, Lord, if this is what you want from me, then you're going to have to help me get through this because I, you know, I can't talk without without stumbling over my words, I would get short of breath and my mouth would get dry. And I still deal with some of that now, but I would get short of breath to where I couldn't even talk because I was so nervous and anxious Mm. and I didn't feel any of that. And um, God just showed me that there was just a difference. And if I can use you, I can make you into, into this, you know, it doesn't have to be in you. I just, I'm just going to have to work through you. And so it was sweet. It was sweet for me because the fact that God would do something like that for me or anybody uh, was just really, um, I mean, it, it it was humbling, but it was it was exciting. And you said the right word when you said that the surrender. Yeah, that has to take place when the call applies into your life. It's only effective when we surrender. That's right. And that is to give in to what God wants to do through you. Yeah. And it leaves our will out the window. Praise God, yeah. and allow His will in our life, and say, "Okay, Lord, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know where I'm going to go with this, but." Here I am. Yeah. You know, I mean, Isaiah was like that. Yeah. You know, said, here I am, Lord, send me. Yeah. And that's the way we got, that's the same attitude we've got to have when we approach ministry like well, that. Well, there's a lot of young preachers out there that that's what they struggle with is that mm-hmm. um, they they surrender to the call to preach, at, as they would say, or what we would call it. But really, they just kind of acknowledge that there may be a calling on my life, but the surrender was never there. And that's why, you know, in a year or two years, they're not even thinking about preaching. They're not not even coming to church right it just all came down to surrender but i was in a place in my life where i was ready for god to just have his way with me amen um and so that it was special and i'm and i'm glad he did because he doesn't do it for everybody at a young age um i mean i was 20 21 at the time i just turned 21 and god could have let me go a few years god could have let me kind of stumble along and get me to a place where i was ready to surrender but I think my upbringing and just everything that I'd been through, I was to the point where I just did not want to go another year without, I didn't want to waste any time. I felt like a lot of my time, my life had been wasted on a lot of stuff that just, you know, it just didn't matter. Um, and some stuff was me, basketball, that I that I enjoyed, that I did, but some stuff was because of my family. And I didn't want to waste any more of God's time, and I wanted to be, I, I wanted to live live life on his terms and i found Ooh, that, it's, I like that it's i found that it's been the best thing um, yeah. to ever happen to me emily our family um it's been hard but it sure has been it sure has been worth well, you it. show you show me any christian 
any Christian, not just preacher, but any Christian has an easy life. And I'll show you someone who's not really serving God. Yeah. Because it is not right. easy. No. Uh, from, from the surrender and just allowing his will to be in our life and say, you know, I'm willing to do God whatever you want me to do. I, you know, I thought that God put a call in my life to be a missionary yeah. to Africa because I had a heart for the ministry there, for what Brother Gentry, our former pastor, is doing. Went over for a missions trip and everything, and the whole time I was there, God would not let me settle in what he had me doing here. And it broke my heart, bro. I tell you, it broke my heart because I was so set, man. I was telling my wife, man, they got a place for us over here. We're going to move. We're going to be able to do the ministry. But it's what I wanted to do. And so you can't force your way into ministry. No. You've got to let the call happen and let it unfold in your life and let the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. lead and guide you in that direction. I I praise God for these young preachers. But I pray at the same time that they don't let the, yeah. I don't want to say popularity, um, I don't want to let that go to their head yeah. and think, look what I am doing. And now we've taken the focus off the call right. and put it on themselves again. Right. And that's the fear that I have for these young preachers. And I know a lot of them, a lot of them that are connected to us through Facebook and, and things like that. And I enjoy a lot of their preaching. Uh, but I do pray for them as often as I can think of because, Lord, don't let them get to this yeah. unrealistic view of what they're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and let them be okay with, you know, we've been we've been at Linden for eight, nine years, mm-hmm. and I've been okay with not being in the limelight and being being out there. And I've, I've watched young preachers and different people um, that they get to go out and they get to go preach, and they get to, you know, they go into evangelism, and they go pastor a church, and, and you know, there's this, there's this thought that the devil puts in your head, well, I should be doing that, I should be going there, but... Um, God's just allowed me. Or we can. Yeah, or we can. Yeah. But that doesn't, and I may even want to, but what does God want me to do? Mm-hmm. And and same thing with me is like, I may be looking over there saying, I'd like to do that, but there's nothing like being where God wants you. Yeah. And so that's what we found at Linden. And I told God a long time ago, I said, you're going to have to kick me out. I said, because <laughs> I, my flesh will take me off anytime. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but I, I want to be, I want to be a hostage in God's will than, than just be content with going doing my own thing, and I, I I'm praying there's some young people out there willing to come up behind a man of God. And you've done it. You've been um, with with your pastor here for a long time, just mm-hmm. faithfully serving. And what a testimony that is! Just to say I stood behind that man of God as long as God would have me. And uh, we need some young men that are willing to do that. Amen. Yeah. So. And, and 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 we need them to stand in, in that in that yeah. right in right regards as well. Being a hostage, you know, Paul said, "I'm a prisoner yeah. of Christ." But I never thought about the hostage uh, yeah. scenario to put that in my mind because we are kept by Christ. Yeah. You know, we are kept by His power. We're shielded by Him. Right. You know, nothing happens in our life that doesn't pass through the fingertips of God. I've always said that, and I always said to the day I go and be with the Lord. So everything that happens in our life is because God allowed it to happen. <laughs> yeah. He's the only one that's going to keep back. He's that's the one that right. keeps the oceans. I love that, that song by the Phillips family. He's oh, the one that keeps no. the oceans yeah. from not overflowing us. Yeah, Amen. Yeah. And the mountains here. only got so high. <laughs> Come on. So, <laughs> oh, because so, I said so. Exactly. <laughs> so leaning into that, into ministry. And again, if you're just joining us live here on Facebook, we're here with the Farley family on Faithful Friday today. And if you're watching this live stream right now, you can ask, ask questions and put those in the comment section. We're going to get to those a little bit later on. Um, but we just sh- heard and they shared their testimonies with us, how they got saved, what God brought them from. So I want to lean into the ministry now, okay? Um, the call to preach, talked about that, where God's leading you. Um, I'm, going to, I'm going to turn back to Emily on this one here first. So 
here recently, and I don't say recently, you've been doing this for a little over a year, I'm sure now. Uh, you've been playing the piano. And I know you've always sung. We've actually had you in the in the Linden Trio here yes. yeah. uh, that now is kind of gone yeah, their separate ways. Got, we got married and have kids. Yeah. And, you it know, happens so fast. Life happens, time, you know. Yep. I know, right? Uh, but you're still you, you're still singing for the Lord, and even your little girl's singing mm-hmm. with you too now. I'm oh, really yeah. enjoying hearing that on, on, the, on those live feeds. But uh, so how, not how, but when did you feel that you know learn the piano is not an easy instrument to learn? I'm still trying to learn that thing. Yeah, uh, so, but when, what pulled you? What what convinced you to go that direction in your ministry? Um, two things actually. Well, a couple of things. Obviously, the Lord put it on my heart. Um, and one, I've sang my whole life. I've sang, I actually remember when I was younger, you know, the song, My Redeemer Lives by Nicole. C. Mullins. Yes. Yes. I used to sing that when I was real young, when I was about eight, I think right after I got saved, so I used to sing that at church. And that was like the song I used to sing and I used to do all the runs and I used to sing it. I sang it. She had the finger. I used to. I need oh. to get a copy of that. No, oh, I, yeah. did, I don't think I, I did that. I will send it to you. <laughs> I don't think I did that. I'm just kidding. I don't think I did that. But I would sing it. It's funny, the older I got, I'm like, yeah, I can't sing that anymore. <laughs> it's just like Not that way, anyway. No, yeah. That's what I mean. Like the runs, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't do that anymore. My voice. Teach your daughter. Oh, yeah, gonna, yeah, I'll have Ellie do it. Um, but I've sang my whole life. That's my, that is my heart, is just singing, even though I'm not the greatest singer and things like that. But I think that when I, I think when you're in a church, like our church, you're always looking for, especially like Eric and I, you're always looking for like, you're praying, what does the Lord need you to do? Mm-hmm. Because you're, you're, you know, you're in your places and what, you know, and dad has been the pastor of our church. Like I said, he's been the pastor for, this year will be 25 years, I think. Yeah. And my Eric, middle oldest brother, my middle oldest brother uh, plays the piano, Nathan Housley, and he yes. plays the piano fantastic. I mean, he's a phenomenal piano player. Shout out, Nathan. And uh, <laughs> You heard that, Nathan. Yeah. Shout out to you, buddy. And uh, he is a phenomenal piano player. And he was the assistant pastor for a few years. And, and even growing up there for a while, he played the piano. But outside of that, my dad has always been the piano player. So when Nathan took a church and went to Tennessee, um, there, I mean, he's always played the piano. Dad is always. So you can imagine being the pastor, standing up. Hey, guys, how are you all? Okay, we're going to go over here. And get, you know, it's just always. And, there's and I, no, rem- I remember those days, yeah. the earlier days when we first got to know you guys. We were coming to revival meetings and stuff. And, yeah, that, that just floored me. Yeah, you know, being the pastor, he did it all. He yeah. did it yeah. all. And, um, and so, and I, you know, some people have, are, me and Eric, Eric and I, proper grammar, <laughs> Joke a lot about yeah, we cut your folk. That's true. That's true. Uh, Joke a lot about just being musically inclined because Eric likes to sing and stuff. But like he, well, and I'm not saying this. He can agree with what I'm saying. He says it himself. It's gonna make me sound. It makes me sound mean. I'm not trying to be mean. But like you know, some people hear. No, he's not. Okay, he's not. He does really good. People hear the people hear music differently. You pick up things by ear differently and Mm -hmm. things like that. And it it's always been, I guess, just from dad and stuff i could hear it i can hear when you it's I like could, she speaks another language the way she's able to hear music it's just a talent so i think it's a gift and people and i love it and so and i just remember i don't know i honestly i don't know i think when the girls left the the i did i sing with two other girls in our church and when the girls got married and they left um it was kind of left to i'm gonna sing with cds and we're kind of back to that again and i was kind of like I don't want to. I don't want to just always be stuck to a CD when you can't. If the Lord is moving or something in a song, you're just yeah, always. Yeah, you can't stuck change the music yeah. at that point or do a, or do a chorus you over and over yeah. again. Yeah, none of that. So mm-hmm. there was that. Um, 
so then that kind of pushed me into it. And then also, um, I needed to change keys to stuff. <laughs> you know, my redeemer list. So, um, and then also just taking that burden off of dad was the, probably the top priority was my thought of just like, there's no reason why I shouldn't be at least yeah. at some level playing the piano to be able to take that off of dad. And so when that happened pretty quickly, he was like, so are you playing congregationals tonight? And I was like, Oh yeah. No. He's like, okay, get up here. <laughs> so, no, I didn't tell him no. But, yep, yeah, so that's kind of how that happened. Yeah. And, and now y'all have uh, a really good piano player. Yeah. I know the Lobs have just joined y'all's church yeah. recently. I love the Lobs, and, and, and I've seen their kids grow up. But um, I'm going to say Caleb. It's not Caleb. Zach. Zach. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a very, phenomenal. very yeah. phenomenal piano player. So, Zach, if you're watching, don't get a big head about that. So, right. Don't yeah, do it. Um, we don't mean it. But I'm, I'm thankful he y'all have I a don't. piano player now because – Yes. Not not to relieve you because I know you enjoy you yes. enjoy playing the piano, but well, it's different for me now. That's what I, we always talk about that all the time. You go through different stages, especially when you're when you're always there and you're the pastor's daughter, right? Especially with the music part of it, you know, it's different for me now. Like I get to still play congregationals and altar call and things like that, but with special musics, I get to step off piano, just special songs and stuff, and I get to just sing and worship and do that kind yeah. of thing. And a lot of times I set my mic down and I go to the altar. <laughs> and everybody looks at me like, you're leading the song. What are you doing? Yeah. And I think sometimes she would even talk to me. It's that, it's that, and Pastor Kevin's the same way. It's like, I want to be up there and be a part and serve the Lord. But then there's times where you just want to be able to step back and just go be a part and let the Lord speak to yeah. you. Right. Because it's different being out in, in the congregation. Oh, yeah. And you have to learn how to minister but also be ministered to yeah and i think that was important to her and so you know it was a blessing when they came um and because sometimes emily did need to take a step back and be yeah. not be under the pressure and the load of doing the music mm-hmm. but also being able to just go out and just sit in the congregation and just hear it and listen yeah. which, and is just ha- which is hard in both ways when you when you do and I, I this makes me sound like like i'm i do it all like i'm not saying that's not at all what i'm trying to say it's not what i mean well but some like, questions we ask later on you're probably gonna come say you do do it all but no anyway, yeah. no but like but it, but you know when you have um when you do it for so long you know since you're a kid and you're always you're always singing and stuff like that at some point i think it's hard for anybody else that's listening if you're if you're a lady in church and you're singing I know a lot of times pastors' wives and preachers' wives are like the music and piano and stuff like that yeah. always falls on the pastors' wives and stuff like that. And sometimes it is it is it's important to to just talk to your spouse and just be like, you know, I think it's important. It is important for you to step back and be sung to and ministered to as well. Yeah, it's really important. So would you say, and I'm not making a premonition here or not like that, but considering the the status in which God has you all in. At Linden right now, you're the assistant pastor now. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, would this be a mold that God may be using to get you to the point where you're pastoring your own church? See, I And think, then you're going to be the piano player of that church. I think <laughs> I think the Lord has... Uh, Surprise! No, yeah, just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the big No, just kidding. <laughs> well, I think... So, you I, heard it here first, yeah. folks. <laughs> well, and I think... So, uh, you know, the Lord said that he'd build his church and... Um, I think Amen. I think I think too oftentimes churches they run on um, they run on fumes and um, I think I think right. that I think that God's preparing Linden um, for a, and really we've seen it a tremendous amount of growth and so with the addition of the lobs and having Emily do all that she's doing and 
uh, brother brother Greg Lobb is a fantastic preacher. Mm-hmm. Um, brother Caleb preaches, and we brother Ryan's preaching over our church now. Then of course you got me, Melanie and Jacob. Melanie Jean and Jacob. Gene sings. Those have you ever heard Jacob? Music. Have you ever heard Jacob Smith sing? Oh man, and I don't. Don, know. You know Donna and Robert sing. Yes, yeah. Jacob, their son. He sang at the church, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I, I, I'm more like I have because I yeah. watch is, a lot of the other services online like too. And we have one of our youth good. who just recently graduated, Sydney Cheatham. She's taking over some of the the children's program. But so our, he's building our church so that I think he's preparing us for some growth. But I do think definitely that the Lord has. Oh, she's watching. Too. Has yeah, has prepared <laughs> us um, to be uh, fit for that type of ministry. You know, I believe that the Lord's put on my heart to pastor, and for now. Um, the Lord's got me settled in, in being the assistant pastor, and I'm comfortable there. I like being the assistant pastor. I say, well, the pastor said, here's what we're going to do. And hey, did you ask the pastor yet? I'll go ask him. Um, I love it. I love it. I, I love being, I love being, that, and I love being, I love supporting That's God's man. I'm, I'm comfortable, and I love being a Joshua. Um, Amen to that, brother. Now, Josh, yeah. now Moses didn't even get to go to the promised land later. Mm-hmm. Now, but, Joshua did, and he got to lead. And so maybe at Linden, you know, in, in 20, 30, 40, 50 years, I don't know. Um, but he's preparing us to be able to minister um, at other churches, like Sing Inspiration on, on Sunday. Um, but for the youth at our church, for the young adults at our church, um, for when the pastor goes out and does something, he goes on vacation or whatever, um, we can carry that load. But I would say that, that – I, and I've told my pastor this. It may be a long time. I'm his daughter, time. so I'm going on vacation with him. So I was about to say, you're, uh, you, about. you're carrying the load, apparently. Oh, that's why Zach came. That's, that's why, why Zach, Zach was there. Hallelujah. But I will, say Hallelujah. That, I will say that the Lord's preparing me to pastor. <laughs> Amen. And I don't know if it's to be assistant pastor, pastor, but I know for at least at least now and probably for several years to come that he's he's molded us what we need to be to help, help Lyndon, help Pastor Kevin. And I'm thankful for it. Um, they deserve it. Um, all their faithful years to have, you know, have a couple there that's committed and dedicated to them, um, and to set that example so other people can come in and say this. This can be fun if we just serve in this ministry. Like, well, we don't have to be. We don't have to be the top of the list and the big shot. Um, and I'm not prepared for that. Um, Amen. I'm still. I'm 29 years old, and I think there's some young men who are, who are ready to go out just like that. But I'm still learning. I'm I'm gonna try to soak up everything I can from that that pastor for as long as I can, so that if I do go out eventually, or or maybe it's at Linden, that I'm ready, um, because I I, I don't want to go out and not be prepared. So let me ask you this: in in light of that right there, what is the most important thing to you, uh, in your church? Most important thing to you in your church? Now be careful about your answer. Your church is watching. <laughs> I would say the most important thing to me in my church is that um, first for me to support the pastor. Um, and Do you mean like a specific ministry? Ministry or right. the element that that um, I don't know, like. When you go to church, what is the thing you're looking forward to because of the church? I'm not talking about the building. I'm, I am Ooh. talking about the people. Right. What is it that you're looking? You know, David wrote. I was glad when he said unto me, "Let us go into the house of the Lord." Yeah. He wasn't particularly talking about the building they were going to. Right. But what they were going to be doing together, which of course is worship. So, in that light, what is the most important thing to you about your church? The most important thing to be about about our church, at least right now, and I love everybody at our church, but it's just the young people. Amen. Uh, that gets yeah. us fired up. I mean, it always has been, and the Lord's been gracious over the past couple of years. Um, our youth group isn't as big as it was, 
but we're seeing some fruit from our youth that we hadn't seen in a long time. Um, them serving and worshiping God and making decisions Amen. to surrender yeah. things to Christ. But not only that, he's given us some young adults who are our dear friends, um, but that we're able to disciple and help, but that also that, that pour into us. And we didn't always have that. Um, and so when we go to church, we're just excited to be with, with the young people and just um, just get fired up about God and watch them serve God, watch them get excited and come through some things and learn some things. But, but to be honest, to be used um, to minister to them is it's a big deal. I teach the young adult Sunday school class, and our, some of our youth are in there. Um, but that, that just, there's nothing. I've, I've had more fun in ministry the past two years than I've ever had. Amen. And it's been Amen. because of some of these young people that have come in yeah. because it's been fun serving with them, but mm-hmm. it's also been fun just to, you know, I don't know why they do, but a lot of times they'll they'll look to us and they they lean on us, but they also encourage me and help me in in a million ways. And I also think it's encouraging though too because you don't see tons of between like twenty like we're getting almost to thirty, but the twin when we say my young word. adults, she needs to chill on, I know. on my word. <laughs> yeah. When we say young adults, we mean like twenties and thirty year olds. That's yeah. what we kind of consider our young adults is twenty through thirty five, forty. 40 yeah. yeah. And um, we have, like, for the longest time, I feel like we talked so much about it. We're like, we would go into churches, and you don't see our 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 age couples yeah. in our, you know, in churches and things like that, raising their families in church, faithfully serving, let's yeah. say that, serving in church. And so I think even at Linden, we would put on, we, Eric and I would, we you would get, yeah, devotion. We would get young adults stuff together, and oh, people man. wouldn't show up. Nothing for well, years. We had young adults. We tried to get the young adults just to try to develop that. And I remember one time we had someone from another church show up, and it was just him, and nobody wow. from our church came. Yeah. And um, now, now almost every week, young. But adults, there was not a lot of young adults at our church. Yeah, at the yeah. Time. It wasn't that nobody showed up. But now every week I got young adults saying. Man, when are we going to do young adults? When are we going to do young adults? And we have tons of people over just to just to fellowship, drink coffee, and talk, and play games, and it's just uh, it's encouraging it's a blast. to see our age people yeah. loving the Lord. You know, we used to talk about that. Remember, we used to get in the car and we'd say, sometimes it's just almost discouraging to look around and say, yeah. "What was it?" Well, you know, you used to talk about that. We used to say it's discouraging just to think. Yeah, you almost think, well, am I going to make it? You know, it seems like no other young adults are serving mm-hmm. God. Can I? Why? Why? Why do we? Why? Do, why? Why? Yeah. Why am I going to do it? And nobody else. Am I do even it? real? Like, am I even yeah. real, or am I just doing it because my father-in-law? Like, why? Yeah. And just to see them get excited about God just kind of confirmed me, like, okay, I am excited about God. And so, <laughs> it's just—I'm telling you—I I will say it a thousand times. I'm having a blast. I, I just am, and it's because of them. And and our children are worshiping, and we got young kids coming in, yeah. and. With our, our, I mean, our children's programs, our teachers are just, I mean, they're the best in the country as far as I'm concerned. Amen. And just yeah. watching all that is just, it's just, it just gets me, it gets me going. <laughs> I can't help it. So. And you were shaking your head yes a lot. So you agree with everything he was saying. Is there anything different that's important to you in church? Or would you agree that's pretty much top of your yeah. list? I would yeah. say that's it too, yeah. 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 Amen. That's it. Amen. Well, again, we're here with the Farleys on Night Word is True. If you join us again live, we're here for a few more moments. And uh, if you got any questions, I've not been seeing any on here on the comments, which might be a good thing. Um, I don't know. Maybe they're over sign sigh, sigh of relief. Maybe. <laughs> Hang on, answer those questions. <laughs> no Thank questions. the Lord. They know too much. They know about too us much already. about you already. Uh, so, 
I want to do something a little fun here, uh, and I enjoy y'all coming on here. And I know y'all's ministry is is growing, uh, preaching and singing, and you're you're available for anyone who who may you know need that encouragement or that blessing, yeah. and you'd be willing to come and be a part of their their services and stuff. And y'all can contact him here through our our Facebook page. Uh, we'll we'll put their information out there on our Facebook page later today, so that you can actually contact them directly uh, if you'd like them to come and be a blessing in your church. Uh, they'd be more willing to come, brother. Eric, not trying to give him a big head, but he's a firecracker of a pre- preacher. I enjoy your preaching, brother. Um, we talked about it earlier. It's 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 uncut. You know, it's yep. not sugar coated. It's real life. Yeah, and that's what it's about. And, uh, and I, I really really appreciate your stance as well. And uh, you you have a great supporter right here. Yeah. I mean, amen. No no one's better for you in the world. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, yeah. And she, uh, she grew up in it. She likes it. Amen. And she does a great job singing. She says she might have the greatest singing voice. I think you have a great singing voice. Um, but you know. Yeah. Who am I to know about music? You know, I'm I'm nobody. Yeah, I will say that Emily Emily's um, her. What's special about her is that um, she doesn't just come to sing a song. Emily always has something on her heart. Yes, um, and she sings it with conviction, and that's my pastor talks to me about it all the time. I can listen to just about any preaching and any singing, but when someone sings with conviction. They don't have to hit every note. Yeah. They don't have to. They don't have to play every key right. But when they're singing it, and God and God's just using them and speaking through them, and they can feel it, they believe it. Same thing with preaching. It just. It, it, that's that's where that's where it really gets sweet on people. Because oh yeah. They want to see somebody who's living it and feeling yeah. it, because that they want to come into church and feel something. Yeah. And I know we don't live only by emotions, but. Some people have disconnected emotion completely from mm-hmm. the church, and that's, so they think that's, that's true. Yeah, yeah, they think that I'm not supposed to feel anything here. I'm just supposed to do what I'm. What I'm. I got to be quiet. I got to right. listen yeah. to what's going on. I can't raise my yeah. hand. I can't say amen. Yeah, yeah. Come so on. Emily, Emily has a song, you know, running through her mind, her heart all the time, and that's just that's that's how she is. And um, where I may have a scripture or something, but God's always speaking to her through song. And, and so it's able to be her ministry and powerful when she does. And so I'm, I'm thankful for it because I, I, I've, walked, I've walked into my house many times and she doesn't even know I'm there or I'm awake or whatever. And she's down there playing piano crying. And I'm just like, you know. That's, just, that's real worship right there. Yeah. When, it, you, when, it, when you can do it one, mano y mano with mm-hmm. the Lord and it's not just at the church where, you know, sometimes you can just put on a show. But when it's just you and the Lord, that's genuine. Yeah, and I'm thankful for it. My we, kids hear it. So. We just finished up um, the the spirit filled worship on our Monday meds edition we have here as well, and that's what we talked about. The worship is the music that we listen to, the songs which we sing. You know, there's some songs that are sung in churches that have no right to being in a church. Yeah. No. There's some songs that are sung by people that practice and practice just to put on that song because they like the song. Worship comes from a heart dedicated yes. to Christ. Right. That's right. Worship begins in the heart. Yeah. Doesn't begin in the mind. Doesn't begin in something that you like, but it's something that causes your heart to be squeezed by God, yeah. and it wells up in your eyes, and it pours out where people can see the true worship mm-hmm. and emotion yeah. in you. And so if you're singing a song for church, people, that you just like it, it's got a good beat yeah. to it, it does have a good message, I pray it does, but you're just doing it just to do it, yeah. It's the wrong reason. I think even a lost person can sit out in the church. Oh, yeah. And when they see real worship like that, that they it, it affects them in a big way. And I, I think that's what our churches are missing a lot of times is the pastor get up and say, anybody got a song in their heart? And went all week and just hadn't even experienced God in that way. Yeah. And then 
someone get up there and say, I got something on my heart. Hey, man. I'm telling you. Thank God. Well, I think so dad's that's always, true. Dad's always taught me, you know, that's the thing about it is that is that whatever the Lord has, that's obviously outside of your Bible. Again, music is my, you know, that's that's not, yeah. you're not going to sit at a piano and, and sing. But even so, you listen to music in your car and stuff like that, and you worship in cars and stuff. Oh, but yeah. that song, 10 out of 10 times all the time, the reason why that the Lord has that song and has me, my heart, tender towards that song during that week when I'm singing it on a Tuesday or whatever, and the reason why I'm downstairs and why that heart, why my, just like I just said, my heart is tender towards that song is because the Lord wants me to sing that. Oh, yeah. And because somebody else needs to hear that song. And so that's kind of how all that, what you were just saying, wraps up together. Yeah. yeah. I, and and there's, there's sometimes uh, that I'll get approached a lot of times by a, a song that I've sung that I haven't sung in a long time and say, hey, when are you going to sing that song next? When are you going to sing it? And it's so easy in ministry when you hear that to get a big head about yourself. Yeah. Like, wow, I must be doing something good. And they, that, that blessed their heart. I'll, yeah. I'll just pull that old thing out, dust it off, and yeah. practice a couple times. And there, the therefore, there's no want. worship. You're giving the people what they want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, but the problem is, and, and I tell the people all the time, I said, give God the glory. I thank you for the compliment. But when I stand up there and sing, I don't see you. Yeah. I'm not singing for you. I'm not singing for my pastor. Yeah. I'm singing to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I said, now, if you get a blessing out of that, that's just a bonus. Yeah. That yeah. God has allowed me to have a blessing Amen. that you or yourself are being blessed. That's right. And that's where true worship comes from. Thank God. I do got a question on here. Oh, All right, boy. my brother's actually watching. Um, my middle, age, my young, first younger brother, not my youngest brother. Yeah, I don't know if y'all seen our videos. We're starting to smoke meat. We're doing a lot oh, of smoking. My oh. my I can't watch that. Woo! <laughs> I gotta have y'all over for some smoke ribs yeah. sometime. My goodness, I watched you. I watched you putting water on one. I said, I gotta get off here. <laughs> oh man, uh, he's actually got a question for you, brother. Um, he said, with all the trauma you experienced as a child, do you still talk to your family? So, yeah, I talk to my family quite a bit. Um, and um, That's a question. So here's the thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I had to talk to my mom about this because it breaks my heart. And my Emily has to stop me sometimes when I'm around my mom because I'll talk about the past. And my mom is tore up about it. And yeah. I think my, my dad is too. My dad's still um, – he – He's on he's on crack now, and mm. he's turning yellow. His liver's giving out on him and things like that. And it's hard not to be bitter at him. Sure. Um, but he called me the other day, and I called him back, and I tried to I tried to get a hold of him, couldn't. And so he he texted me um, a couple weeks ago, and I hadn't talked to. The last time I texted him, I texted him on his birthday, said Happy Birthday, love you. He didn't respond. Well, probably um, about probably three or four weeks later, um, just. A couple weeks ago on a Sunday afternoon, um, he's cussing me. He said, you know, F you and your God and all My this other goodness, stuff. My goodness, yeah. And, and so <clears throat> God's – Drugs here, talking. Yeah, here's what God's done to me is that um, he's had to teach me. Now, this has been a long road for me because I had to deal with some of that pain um, that's come from that because I got bitter and, and things like that. Didn't really know it, but um, – where I am sympathetic, I feel bad for him. Um, my heart hurts for him, and but beyond that, I had to learn that Romans eight twenty eight mm-hmm. is that's probably my favorite verse right now. It's just really helped me that God works all things for the good of those who love God and are the called according to His purpose. And so God taught me that all of that that I went through, it is the reason why I am who I am, and. Um, I want my life and my influence on them to be the thing that gets them to where I am now 
to where they're living for God and, and I'm the only light and I'm not going to shut that light down. So if I can talk to them. So my response to that was, dad, I pray for you every single day and I love you. Amen. Yeah. And, um, you know, he came back at me with some crazy stuff and that's <laughs> fine, but it's not about me. And if God can get a hold of him, save him. Um, if, if that's the only love that he's getting, I mean, he's dealing with dealers and he's at crack hotels and living in crazy conditions. And so I do still have contact with all of my family. Um, I actually had a lot of my family went to preach at the church, Sturgis Baptist Church, Pastor Matthew Thrower loved them. And that's near my hometown. And I had several of my family show up and I got to preach to them. Amen. And so yeah. it was just, it's a blessing. And so I don't think we should ever shut those doors. Now there's certain times where my dad, if he's going to be kind of crazy, I can't, there's only so much that I can. You can't be around that as a constant thing. Right. right. I and mean, that's, that's all the feedback you're getting back. Right. Right, and that's where the Lord has been so gracious to me is that he's separated me from a lot of that. So now it's just phone calls and text messages, and it hurts, and it's hard to deal with, but God's allowed me to live in my Canaan and not be so destroyed by what happened back in Egypt. I can let that go, but I can still look back at Egypt and say, man, I I hope that God can get some of my family out of there, and he has, but I've got to be... um, I've got to be that voice of God in their life when I can be, when he allows me to be, to say, I love you, I'm praying for you, the Lord loves you. He's still got a plan for your life. It may not seem like it. And so I do, I do self-contact with them, and that's by the grace of God. So. And see, I want to use that to, to spring off something here real quick. For any Christian that's listening, we are to be the salt and light to this world, not just every once in a while, yeah. but every day of our life, no matter the situation no matter our family and what they do or comment or say back to us, we are still to be yeah. that salt and light. And I like how you said, you are that light to him right now. Yeah. The only light he is seeing. Yeah. And if, if you ever go out, he'll lose every chance he has. Yeah. Well, my, my wife knows how hard it is on me because um, I want so bad to respond differently. And I oh, think sure. I think people see he doesn't let me have the phone. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say, uh, well, yeah. one thing I wanted to say real quick before you said that is that that's that's one thing that's special about Eric is that he is so different about like me. I have a hard time with because I'm like I am I don't come from any of that. So me, I'm like, what do you mean? I was like, yeah. what do you mean he said that? <laughs> you know, my I have no conscious. Like I like I'm just in a whole different world when obviously when she's Eric and in I met. Town. She's right in <laughs> Well, because my family, you know, my family, it was we didn't <clears throat> talk. We don't talk to each other that way. My family's you, some some you know. <laughs> I had three older brothers, and it's you know our family. I'm a very when you're in my circle, when you're in my not in my circle. I don't mean that, but when you when you have a friend in me, if somebody was. You, you yeah. are my friend. If somebody, if Eric, oh, came, thank you. When, when, if somebody, you're seriously, dead, you're a dead man if you go after. Bruce you know, Scott. if Eric, somebody was like somebody's going after, Bruce, you know, I just, I just am like a very, which isn't a great quality to have. It is, but isn't. Yeah. Um, I'm a very um, def, a defender, defense. What is the word? You're defensive over people you love. De- over defensive over people I love. So when yeah. his dad messages <laughs> him, he doesn't tell me for a few days. Yeah. The, the, there's a line he don't want to push you to, right. because right. he knows you're going to cross that line. But that's, but that's it's really sweet though, and the reason why I say that to my shame because I shouldn't be that way. I'm not. I'm not boasting about me being able to oh, like of course knock not. somebody's no. block no, off. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <clears throat> anyway. Yeah, as long as it's not my block. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but he, um, but that's what's so special about Eric is that he came from that and lived in all of that and he is able to just give, I've never seen somebody give so much just yeah. love and just grace to people who are just literally spitting on him. But it's so, it's so hard, you know, in those situations it is hard and it's not easy. Um, but the Lord, 
that is that is my testimony, and the Lord won't let me um, take for granted how I was raised and how how much of that has influenced me to be where I'm at. I wouldn't be the dad, the husband, um, anything that I am um, if it hadn't been for all that. And I've told my mom, I said, God is so infinitely wise that her being saved, you may not have ever got saved. If you lived a clean life, where was a good mother, everything went perfectly, you may not even be saved right now. Mm-hmm. I said, but God knows how to work all things, all things, even our mistakes, everything. And I love that about God, and it blows my mind sometimes. So God won't let me live in that because there's more important things. You know, we get upset all the time when people hurt us, but we're human, and we all hurt each other. We all get slapped, and the difference between a Christian um, who's serving and living for God is that they can take it and they can they can still be a light. They don't let everything that 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 hurts them emotionally and all the the hard conversations that you have to have where you're loving and gracious. They don't they don't they don't look at that and and think they they will take those situations and let it be something that helps them minister to somebody rather than taking everything personal and saying let it put out their light. And yeah. so. Um, I, God's given me grace to be that way, but it is hard sometimes, and and um, I'm just thankful that that I have a God that treated me that way, mm-hmm. and so I want to try to be that to other people. I'm not perfect at it, no, but I think it's missing in churches. Well, I do want to say this, and 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 I don't I don't use the word that I'm un that I'm unfiltered. I don't think that's the case, but I'm I'm straightforward with what I see, and what you're just sharing there, you know, and the. No matter what people do to you, you still got to show a way for them to see the grace of God in you. What did Jesus go through? I'm getting goose oh, pimples my. right now just yeah. thinking about it. You know, he was the same people who praised him yeah. when he was healing and when he was ministering. The same people who praised him yelled, crucify him. Yeah. Turn Absolutely. their backs upon him. Yeah. Uh, riled on him and, and just... All these emotions that he felt, but he was he was flesh. Yeah, he felt these emotions which we feel too, but he did not let that turn to anger. No, he said, "Father, forgive them." <laughs> yeah, well, they know not what they do. My goodness, you know. And I think about Stephen the same way. Yeah, you know. I mean, they were stoning this boy. Yeah, and instead of screaming in pain, I mean, I'm sure it hurt. Yeah, I mean, he was getting hit by stones. What's wrong with y'all? Yeah, yeah. he looked up to heaven and said, "Don't lay this sin to their charge." Yeah. Yeah, his uh, that's the grace of God in people's life. His hope man. was in the Lord, not in that. Amen. And we put too much hope in people, and I think that, and I think that that's what the Lord's been teaching. Oh, me. that's right. Yeah, we we put so mm. much in people that listen they, up, y'all. People leave churches, and I've had to do this with Emily sometimes, and she has it's, me. It's hard. Well, let me give this part of it before you go into that. You know, me, I've lived in a bubble of people are great, like my whole life, and mm-hmm. that's kind of my temperament too. Like I. I'm not in a bubble of, li- I, well, yeah, I'm kind of in a bubble. My family, my everybody, even my aunts and my uncles. And, and, you know, you have, I mean, it wasn't all cupcakes and rainbows and stuff. We did eat a lot of cupcakes and stuff. But <laughs> my dad loves cupcakes. But, um, you know, people just don't hurt people, like, deeply like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you get in arguments and fights and you make mistakes and blah, blah, blah. But to have people just to... to pretty much obliterate like what you think is that the word yeah about people about, obliterate yeah. I like that mm-hmm. yeah like what you think about and yeah. then there was a point in my and there was a point in my life where I had some some things people people close to me and things happen and it does it kind of takes you back and you think yeah I don't even want to be around people I don't want to deal with people especially somebody like me that's almost like sheltered from like 
And I wasn't sheltered at all. I went to public high school. Um, yeah, you definitely weren't sheltered. Yeah, I was not <laughs> sheltered. But almost like, almost you just get so discouraged by like, oh my gosh, is this people how you. people really are? Like y- yeah. you have so much hope in people. Yeah, if you want to, if you really want to lose your hope in people, you marry someone like me with the family issues that they have and then you jump into ministry because in ministry when you're involved in it you find out really quickly that even the closest people to you will hurt you yep and so but it's not about that um you're gonna if you're gonna get in ministry you're gonna serve god i mean jesus jesus said it don't don't be you know don't be surprised hey they hated me yeah before they hated you yeah. Yeah, exactly they, they slapped exactly jesus right. around um, and, and really, even the people that were closest to him walked away from him and yep. didn't hang around Peter and his disciples and run away. Mm-hmm. Um, people that are even close to you that really do love you, they will hurt you. Mm-hmm. But um, we've, we've had to learn at a young age, my pastor my, and Sister Kelly, they have been the ones that have taught me, you just take it in the chin and yep. move on because it's about him. It's about <laughs> the Lord. And so um, it's important. I think I think some young people need to learn that because... Um, you know, you can't do ministry unless you can take up the cross. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and, and that's a lot. That's the thing. A lot of young preachers, and that's why I pray for the young preachers. I said earlier. Yeah. Is once they get cracked in that jaw. Yep. yep. It's like I don't want to turn the other cheek. No. I'm ready to run away. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's where the rubber meets the road in that's ministry exactly is right. when, is when you you get. That's where I'm thinking of. Creamed. Creamed, I'll say crucified, <laughs> not crucified. Um, but when you go through those tribulations and those trials, yeah. the same thing Christ went through. So if you are a true follower of Christ, you're going to take it on the chin. Yeah. You're going to turn the other cheek. Right. You're going to dust yourself off. You say, well, that hurt a little bit. Let's see what's next. Can I still worship? Can I still move Amen. on? Can I still love and be gracious? <laughs> Mike Tyson said, he said, everybody's got a plan until they, they get punched in the mouth. Well, and then I think, too, <laughs> right? like it's really hard for, for preachers, wise preachers, like women in general, because and then the women part of it, because you just yeah. kind of like, I don't have this story in particular, but I know so many do. Like, you know, you just kind of got to move along with your husband or move along with the spouse, you know, be the, be the, but well, women in general don't have a, um, you know, we see all the hurt that happens. What were you going to say? Go ahead. Well, you see the you hurt. You could probably articulate yeah. what I'm thinking well, you, better. <laughs> you see the hurt that we go through, and you got to take that. And you got to take the hurt that you have to let happen there. Because you want to come in and defend, but you can't. You want to defend your dad. You want to defend me. You want to defend. You got to take that. But then you got me or your dad looking at you because someone's hurt you. Yeah. And we got to say, take it too. And it's really hard for, for a young lady. Um, who doesn't want to have to deal with that stuff early in her marriage, wants to be happy, wants to just be yeah. joyous. And this has been really hard on Emily because she does have those conversations with me a lot of times or with her dad that you just have to take it. And well, it's, it's hard. It's like we said earlier. I mean, women have a stronger emotion than men do. Yeah. yeah. So when that happens, your emotions go into overdrive. Yeah. And, but when the, when the role is reversed, our emotions is not much – Oh my gosh! I can't believe this is happening. Our emotions more like I want to kill them. Yeah. Who yeah. are they? You yeah. know. I mean, it's 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 a reaction right away. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you're more of a you're more of a benefit of the doubt type of person. I take it. Yeah. You know, you want to believe that there's good in everybody. That's right. Yeah. And and in reality, we all should be that way. That's that's a great quality and trait to have in life because there's not people that have that. Right. You know. Um. And we see it every day around us when we just just step out of our doors. Yeah. But the reality of it is there's only two kinds of people in this world. Yeah. You're either lost or you're saved. Right. And even saved people, just we just talked about, yeah. can hurt you. Right. They can they can still sock you in the jaw. Right. 
But, you know, take it, move on, continue to be that salt, continue to be that light, because we're the we're the ones that people are reading. We're yeah. the Bible people yeah. are reading. Mm-hmm. Right. And if we're presenting the wrong version, perversion, I'll say it that yeah. way. Yeah. Then yeah, we're gonna fail them. Right. Yeah. We're gonna fail God and we're gonna fail ourselves. Yeah. And we'll be unhappy in that. Yeah. yeah. And we don't want to be happy. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh some fun things. DC or Marvel? Go. Marvel. Ooh. Oh, no, you can't take your answer back. No, you can't take uh, your answer okay. back. I'll, I'll say Marvel just over the, But DC. What's a DC movie? Like, which one? Batman. Oh. I'm more of comics more than the movie, but yeah. We'll go with I the movies. Yeah, I'm Marvel. Going with, I never read the comics. I would say Marvel. I was a comic kid. I mean, Batman. comic and baseball cards. That was, that's what I grew up on. The, I would say Marvel. The Dark Knight. See, that just. Yeah, oof. that's. Yeah. Well, here's the Batman. problem with Batman. And I don't want. I don't want to get. I don't really make this more worldly. But I want to say this out because I'm gonna get riled on this one. They've done Batman too many times over and over I'll and over again. That, yeah. The original, it, like the Dark Knight and stuff. The Dark Knight, all that stuff. Even the Dark Knight series Hopefully does not follow like the comic raunchy. book. The original comic <laughs> book with Batman and Joker. Oh boy. Is the original Batman with Michael Keaton. I'm just gonna say it. Okay. You heard it here first. <laughs> but I'm a Marvel guy, not a DC. Okay. Childhood hero. Go. Jesus. <laughs> Praise God! Stop. <laughs> mine was mine was Pat Summit, the women's yeah. basketball coach. Oh, cool. Tennessee. Okay, yeah. I would say outside of my grandpa, because my grandpa was she was throwing he, chairs. He was and the stuff. man. But if if I'm going to be fleshly, I would say Albert Pujols. Albert who? Pujols. Who is that? I'm with you. Who yeah, is I'm that? I'll leave y'all guessing. So Albert Pujols, he was covering so I'm, the mic. I'm a big, <laughs> what? You the mic? I can't, I can't look it up in a slow way. You can't edit the lie. So he was a his and he plays for the Anaheim Angels right now, or Los Angeles Angels. Um, but he was a um, he's like sixth on the all time home runs list. But he, oh, okay, was, okay, uh, baseball, baseball. He, yeah, he was the first gotcha. baseman. He's a big baseball fan for the St. Louis Cardinals. I never guessed that. Mm-hmm. I used to be a big baseball player. That was my. That was my. Well, thing. I always thought y'all were basketball players. Oh, that's all yeah. I see y'all do is, yeah. is basketball. I played up until my sophomore year in high school. They. What was the World Series thing that you guys won? Oh yeah, we won like two World Series with him. Really? And he just, man, he just—he's a bad dude. So. I mean, they were like six, but yeah. No, I, like, I like how we say we won the World Series when you weren't even we, there. Yeah, you know, I don't like it. It's like six. So yeah, that's a no. Okay. I was talking about your no. That's not what I was talking. about. I was talking about your <laughs> little league stuff that you did. Talk oh, about yeah. you when you played. I was awesome. What was the series? <laughs> <laughs> what did you play? What did you win? Yeah, we won state. Eleven year old oh. Austin. Oh, They're doing state. literally World Series Who right say now. World Series. Please? Yeah. So that's eleven and twelve year old All Stars, but they had a eleven year old All Stars. It wasn't quite eleven and twelve. Yeah. Where they're doing the literally World Series, and you played all the way up to state, and so we won state Little League All Stars when I was eleven, and then we oh cool then okay. we got killed eleven and twelve year olds. <laughs> all right, if you can go anywhere in the world, oh. think about this now. If you go anywhere in the world for vacation, where would it be and why? Bora Bora. Bora because. Bora Bora, <laughs> Bora, Bora because. Well, over the water bungalows. Okay. Yeah. And the water's clear. And so, you, so you're the same, you're in the same mind. Same. Really? Se- second place for me, I, would, I don't know if it'd be like a vacation. I guess it could be Israel. I'd Israel, love to Israel. Okay. I'd love to, I'm, I yeah, cannot I wait to go to the Promised Land. It'd yeah. be fun. I'm going gonna, gonna, gonna to move there yeah. if it gets keep worse in this nation. I'll tell you right now. Yeah. Uh, I, keep, I keep telling my wife that. Let's go. I said, we're going to move to Israel. Yeah. Because, I mean, let's be honest with you, and, and not to get too far back where we just came from, but that is going to be the power nation of the world. They're turning to it right now. You're going to be safe there. Hey, man. I like that. All right. Favorite sport outside of basketball and baseball? <laughs> and you can't say basketball either. Golf. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would say probably. You would say. Jeez. 
probably golf. Probably. I would say football. Football. Well, my girl. All I'm, right. If yeah. I'm gonna play it, probably golf. Football. <laughs> if I was gonna watch it, I ain't watching golf. I just want to play <laughs> football. I love watching golf. I haven't played golf in forever. I love playing golf. I, like I haven't played golf. forever. Yeah. What do you, what, what do you, I'm what, what do you shoot? What do you average? <laughs> really high. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, high, I'm like high, high 120s on right now. Yeah, so if, if okay. I want to play right now, it'd probably be 110 to 120. Oh, cool. Probably. We need to play some time. Oh, yeah, I'm not good. I won't feel so bad. When... My dad loves golf. I get one good shot of hole. Drive, it's never the putt. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a, uh, yeah. My drives ain't bad, but it's, it's my game between the drive and, and the hole. Yeah. I just, you know, I hate wedges because, or, or, or not wedges, never uh, irons. Because right. I hit the grass more I hit the ball. Never hit those. Right. If it's not on a tee, I, I can't hit, the, hit it very well. Yep. So, oh, that's funny. Okay. So we're going to do one more thing here with the Farleys uh, before we end up here. Uh, we've been on here for a little over an hour. I like that. It's awesome. I didn't, I, I didn't have a time limit on this thing, yeah, so we're, we're just going to have good, fun. Yeah. And, uh, you still have time if you want to ask a question for either Brother Eric or Miss Emily. You can do that here. I'm going to hand you guys these two little signs here. I want you to read those. Oh, no. Okay. Him, her, me. Yeah, switch that. There you go. Ah. Ah. So how long y'all been married now? Eight. I was thinking eight years. Eight years. Eight years. Okay. So you've been, been married eight years, been together how long? Nine. Yep. Whoa. You was just. Nine. Actually, <laughs> actually. It's really not that hard. We've only been. We started know. dating in September of 2012. Okay. But we were, um, we first met and she fell madly in love. Um, <laughs> that was at, not at, the story. At, at right about, <laughs> at right around August 15th. Oh, okay. Before September, he is very specific with dates. I noticed that <laughs> at yeah. seven p.m. That's kind of interesting because usually we don't remember dates. You know, I know. Ask my wife. I'm horrible about dates. Me, I'm not. She doesn't remember nothing. And see, she's going <laughs> to act like she remembers everything here now. But here's the thing: it took her a while to reel me in, and so we met in August, and then we took her a while to yeah, reel you in. She asked me out. And Boy, this is really going to this is really going to affect some of the questions to I'm going to ask you here. Too. I also got oh, that. Oh wow! Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, because what I want to do here is play a quick game of a couple's trivia. And normally this is a game that's played at weddings for the mm-hmm. bride and the groom, and they usually use their shoes, which is quite interesting. Uh, I won't gonna let y'all use your shoes because I don't. I know Eric's feet probably stinks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. we're gonna. Yeah. I, I made these little signs up here for him and, and me. Okay. So I'm gonna ask these questions, and I want you to answer which one of y'all. If it's you, if it's her, you put her. If it's you, you'll say me. Uh, and to see if y'all are still in sync after eight years. Of marriage, okay. Now, are you gonna be honest or funny? You, you gotta be honest. I'll be honest. It might be, it's, it might be funny, even though you're being honest. So okay. I'll be honest. Okay, and you cannot look at each other when you give the answers because I don't want you to, you know, you better say this or you better say that. Because we're very sarcastic, so I'm like, are you gonna are you gonna <laughs> do the sarcastic I, I answer? Will, or are I you will doing the all sarcasm for the sake okay. of the game? Okay, and, uh, and for the sake of those watching on live stream, when you answer, I want you to show the camera. Okay, I'll still be able to see it, which would be fine. And okay. I've got 30 questions. We're not going to get through all 30 questions. Uh, they're very quick, but I'm going to mark which ones y'all get together right. Okay? So, very first one. I'm going to love this one. Who said I love you first? <laughs> okay. So, Eric, <laughs> you saying it took a long time for her to reel you in, <laughs> yeah. but you said I love you first. Again, on the whole uh-huh. time. I told you I was going to stop the sarcasm for the game. <laughs> I said I love you first to my yeah. wife, too. So, Okay, so who asked who out on the first date? Okay. So it wasn't Emily. Shocking. <laughs> Who's smarter? Wow. I'm actually shocked by that answer. Okay. Okay, who hogs the bed? The sheets, the covers. Okay. 
Is that your final answer? All right, y'all didn't agree with that one. You think you hunked the bed with the three kids on top of you? The dogs? <laughs> three kids. Where'd I get the other kid at? I'm about to say, three kids? Is, is there something you want to tell us right now? Pick an outfit, another one. We're pregnant. <laughs> Mom's going to be mad about gonna, that one. I know that we got, we're going to be leaving the church, pregnant, everything off of this podcast. Oh, my goodness. We're y'all hard to hear first, folks. Yeah. Um, who's the better driver? All right. Y'all agree to that one like that. All right. Who's better at cooking? She did a quick change on that. All right. Uh, who has the worst hearing? Not selective hearing, but who has the worst hearing? <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, who has more pairs of shoes? Okay. I mean, y'all both play basketball, so I figure, you know, he probably has a... Yeah. Do you have a good number of pairs of shoes? I do. Really? Yeah, decent All right. pair but his is more because he just doesn't get rid of shoes. Yeah. I, I have more hats than I have shoes, I think. <laughs> yeah. Ties, too, that I don't wear all yeah. My wife yeah, gets me all the time about that one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, who controls the remote more for, like, Netflix, Prime, most of the time? Um, if we're together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All this is because you're together. Watch not, not apart. I don't know. <laughs> Never. All righty. Who likes to shop the most? <laughs> I like it none. I, I was worried about that question. I like it none. Zero. You like it none? I, zero. I don't like to shop. I just like to know what I want, go get it, and get out. Yeah. Because yeah. if I start looking around, then I get depressed. Yeah. I'm like, I ain't got money for that. I ain't got money yeah. for that. I ain't got money for that. And I'm weird sizes. It takes me forever just to get See, a pair of I Brother, started my be own my size. business to <laughs> shop. That's why cool. I started my own business. I can never I find that. pants that, that, that fit my length. I always got to get them hemmed up. Yep. You know, and and shirts throw that out the window. That's just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, you, you got some. They fit <laughs> marginally. Well, this we just leading into this question right here. Uh, who likes to exercise the most? Okay. I don't like that question. I'm gonna pass that one up. <laughs> uh, who cleans the house more? I almost should we check by that one. I don't want that question. Okay. Is that just because <laughs> you're at the house more than he is? Is that what it is? No. Because oh. I make the messes. <laughs> <laughs> no. I knew that was coming out. I knew that was no. coming. I did have one question. Who puts her clothes up first? And I was going to I said, no, nah, because you probably don't put your clothes away. She probably I puts them away. never put them away. Exactly. I might fold them. I don't put them away. I he don't does, even yeah. like them. I don't even fold them. My wife, yeah. my wife sets them out for me. I put them up in my closet. Yeah. We have two separate closets. In yeah. different rooms because yeah. of the house being like that yeah. it is. So. I said Mike Foldham. <laughs> Mike Foldham? I like that. Yeah. All right. Who enjoys the great outdoors? Okay. Both of you. I figured that. Uh, who's on their phone more? Oh, disagreement on that one. You lie. <laughs> my business is ran on the my bi- phone. The business doesn't count. The business does okay, not if, count. If it's not paparazzi, then answer it. <laughs> You're a liar. Uh, I was going to not ask this question. I'm going to now. Yeah. Who's the best singer? Definitely. <laughs> she changed her mind. <laughs> I was going to give him the compliment. Uh, who's Don't the, be truthful. Who's the better dancer? Yeah, yeah. You said him. She thinks I'm funny when I dance. Okay. <laughs> I say her. She could actually do a proper dance. You you probably what dance like a, a weird chicken, right? Yeah, I yeah. just she just thinks it's funny. <laughs> All right, here's here's a tough one. Who spends longer in the shower? <laughs> you 
You have no hair. <laughs> There's no nobody. Listen, nobody can typically follow me in there. Listen, I have an honest question. Is there if there's any females on the live? Why do men take like eight showers a day? Because what is the problem? Because I don't. you won't. You don't. Because you. Sometimes I go a day without a shower just because I don't want okay. my beard to get messed up. I, I honestly ain't lie to you. I normally only take a shower a day now, but I don't like going to bed without taking a shower, <laughs> and I and I feel like I'm groggy if I don't take one in the morning. Okay. Oh, oh no. And then and then I'm a loner. Like I'm and so He's a loner. nobody. If I go take a shower, He's a loner. I'm nobody's coming in there to interrupt me, usually. So. But but y'all y'all see his head right? Yeah. Right. You got no hair? I'm sitting there de-stressing. It just, oh, my goodness. You know his, how good it falls? In his feels defense, it does. I agree with like you on that. He's like a morning shower, and then he works out every day. So he has to shower at yeah when he gets home. I've always been that way. I always Ooh. took one when I was uh, in high school, and I didn't do anything. I would take a shower at night because I like going to bed, just fresh shower, and then I like waking <laughs> up with a shower. I'm weird. Blame Earl on here says, I'm shocked. My He's bald. My hub, my hubby takes five minutes in the shower. Yeah, normally, <laughs> normally, I don't take I don't long. But if I have the time, I just want to... Be in the steamy, hot, and he's not like a lonely he's, shower. He's not. He's not like the. He's not like the type of guy that's like, oh, I got to take care of myself and shine my shoes. And he's not like that at all. So he gets in the shower first, though. Does he take all the hot water Look, from you? I could go a week. I mean, seriously. I mean, I'm me. I'm women on the other side. Most women are like, no, I got to shower every day. Yeah. I could. I could go multiple days, and I'm just. I'm usually the first one to try. Yeah. Because I probably really don't take longer showers, but. <laughs> yeah, I'm the grosser. But one. I'm trying. To, I'm just trying. <laughs> I'm to the grosser one. Because I stay at home though. Because then I run my business at home and stuff. So I'm usually at home. So well, I'm like. We got a comment on here that Emily literally has Rapunzel hair. So how is it that possible? <laughs> Dry shampoo. <laughs> Dry shampoo. That's right. All right. Okay. So move from that one to this one then. And who gets ready first? Okay. Longer in the shower, but gets ready first. Who's the clumsy one in the relationship? <sighs> Don't look at her answer. Well, he had to think about this. and Oh, changed it. Okay. All right. You 100%. I know why. I know we why. We met. You got hurt the day we met. <laughs> what are you talking what, about? It's because he, he was all awestruck That over did me. not happen. That's what, that's I what it was. I was staring at her playing about the game of basketball. Like, oh, Lord. No. Whatever. All right, th this should be easy, but, you know, it's not going to be, I don't think. Who's the most talkative? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Absolutely. <laughs> Who's louder? Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Who? <laughs> who is more dramatic? Time out. Why do why? So the reason why I say her is why <laughs> is it that if if she's sleeping past the time that I'm sleeping, uh huh, and I'm just like, okay, everybody, be quiet. Let's be quiet. I want to come in the room, whatever, because I want her to rest. Mm hmm. If I'm trying to get rest, bang, boom, smack, bang. She like she'll I mean she'll she'll gouge my eyeballs out if I'm loud <laughs> while she's sleeping still. Be quiet, girl. But she'll come in there saying she's being quiet and it's like <laughs> I mean she'll I'm like You're being lazy. Why are the pots the and pans up? in the bedroom? <laughs> I think that's with every woman. I think I think they do. I think they, have, in the bedroom. I think they have a club of don't let your husband sleep for nothing. Club. It's definitely a group on Facebook for sure. Well, I know who's more dramatic in this relationship now. Thanks, Eric, for answering that yeah. for us. The, the dramatic is definitely Eric. 
I shouldn't ask this question, but I'm going to because I just think it's downright funny. Who has the best hair? <laughs> Me. On your head, not your face. <laughs> Me. Oh, y'all cracked me up. <laughs> oh, I still had me knee on my face. <laughs> Who is more forgetful? Oh, my. Mm. And who cries during movies? Okay, all right. You've never cried during a movie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the first time I ever cried during a movie was it... Was it uh, the movie about the two cancer patients yeah. that we watched? Yeah, it's just miserable. Mine was Titanic. Yeah, I didn't cry during that. Yeah, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was, was it it's The like Fault a, in Our Stars? Yeah, that's like it? a newer movie. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I cry more now than I used to. Well, you're more in tune with your emotional, emotional side. side now. <laughs> I hate that. Sappy butt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have a sappy one, y'all. Who is more likely to get lost on a trip? Oh, disagreement. So why, what? So, so, so why her? Huh? Why her? Because she'll admit she's lost. I won't. <laughs> oh, that's why you say him. Okay. No, the public will never know. Well, then, I'm not lost. Then this question would be very interesting then. Oh, no. Who's most likely to ask for directions? <laughs> uh, who takes more pictures? Okay, I figured that was going to be right. And who spends more time on Facebook? Not counting the business. Okay. Well, out of 30, you disagreed on f- five, so that's not too bad. That's not bad. Yeah, not bad for eight years. You're still pretty much in tune with each other. It would have been 30 out of 30 if she didn't lie. Uh, it, I don't know. I think you lied more about the crying one. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really. cry more than during and movies. You did the, you did the uh, hair one, so you made us get it wrong on the hair one. Right, right exactly. But it is nice hair. I know. I love it. It took me 20 minutes to get this ready this morning. You should try it. <laughs> I mean, first time you wake up and you don't have to do nothing to now, it. Now, okay, if she cut her hair like that, mm-hmm. you're okay, you would no way. There's no Shut way. Up. No way. Yeah, I wouldn't enjoy that. Yeah. Nope. It's very nice. When my wife when my wife cuts her hair short, I mean, I, I love my wife's hair. When she does get it cut, one time she got it cut really short. I mean, I'm talking like no, yeah. no neckline at all. And it's like, yeah, yeah I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> Because she has really pretty long hair. I, she got to cut it sh- shorter before, but I don't know, just something just. Now, the mar- beard, on the just, other hand. Just something mar- This is sacred. That's the question I want to ask. Uh, I'm, we're taking a lot of time here, guys. Sorry, but I got to ask this question. Do you really like the beard? Ask him. If Ooh. I cut the clippers on, uh, she sends out the U.S. Army. <laughs> To drop bombs on me. Right. Sweden. I'm like, nothing. I'm just trimming it. <laughs> He'll okay? be in the bathroom. The clippers will turn on. Literally pop up in the door. You better be cutting your hair, boy. Hey, honey, what, what you doing in there with the clippers? Oh, yeah. So so you you, you must be very careful with it. Cause very careful. I don't I don't trim my beard. I, I, I have a barber named Brandon, the handsome fellows out on Shelbyville Road. Great guy. Long beard down here. I go to him twice a week. He's yeah. one who trims my beard. I don't touch my beard no more. Yeah. Because so. if I mess it up. I'm not one to try to shape it and fix it. It's over. It's gone. I need to get his contact because I, every time I go somewhere, I say, hey, can you give me a trim here? It, they'll take three inches off. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, he won't take any length off. Yeah, I just need you He'll to shape it. He'll shape it out, though, for Is you. Is that Shelbyville Road? 
Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna get the contact. Yeah, I'll get I'll get your con I'll get a contact. Because too. anytime I've ever in the past five years that I have taken it off, mm-hmm. it's been because I've messed it up. <laughs> and that's me too. And my wife hates it. No, I used to tell him so to she, grow it out. Does she like your beard? She loves my beard. Yeah. I used to tell him to grow it out as long as he could, like one of the Duck Dynasty guys. This yeah. is as long as I can get it. I've been growing this down for almost four years. And this is yeah. about as long as it'll get. And I'm fine with that. I mean, it's you, there's beer boosters you can get, vitamins that'll help it, help your follicles grow. But nah, I'm afraid it might go out of control. See, you have and, yeah. the color. You know, I mean, you could you got. I mean, it's like I a, have never thought to do that. It started out like a little skunk trail first, yeah. but then it's widened out. And like, I hope it goes all the way across and it's wonderful. Shape it out. So, all right, guys, uh, we're gonna end our session here on Faithful Friday. Appreciate Brother Eric Miss Emily for being with us today. Again, we'll send out, we'll put a contact information out on our Facebook page, let you know how you can contact them. If you'd love to have them in your church and ministry, these are real people serving a real God, and that's what it's about. We're uncut, and you know, we're just real people. We don't put on a show, and that's what I, that's not what it's about. Amen. It's all about the Lord. Amen. So, I uh, appreciate the followers being with us. Appreciate you all joining us live here on Facebook, and of course, listen to us on our podcast. Again, share this out, like and share this video on your Facebook page. Uh, encourage your family and friends to subscribe to our podcast and listen to these things and help us to share the truth of God's Word out into another truthful world. So until next week, may the Lord bless you. Thank God it's Friday. And uh, thank thankful that God is faithful. Amen. Amen. Thank you again, guys. Appreciate you being with us. And we'll see you guys next week. How Jesus died to save a world that's lost. Up on Calvary, he cried, I know the truth. He rose again. This man, he was all God. And our God, he was all man. And he's coming back.